the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to Church of the Week program. We are here at AM 630 The Word. You know, I was thinking I'd, I'd like to share a little a little devotional at the beginning of, of the program. And uh, in the book of Revelation, now don't get scared. We're not going to talk about the dragon right now. Uh, but there's, there's, a, there's a verse, chapter 12, verse 11, that says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Usually, most of us preachers, we stop right there. And, and we are so good to, to use the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We preach that. But there's another, there's a third uh, tool or weapon that that verse 11 talks about and the and the third one is and they did not love their lives to the death in other words we could easily use uh the fact that they overcame and preach overcoming uh as an egotistical uh thing where we want to overcome we want to win because we always do want to win and but however it's not for us that we win. It's not only because I want to that I win, but it's because I have a, I'm able to use the blood. I am covered by the blood. I have the name of Jesus. I have the blood of the Lamb. Uh, my testimony is one that is reflecting what I'm speaking, my words that go out. I'm, 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 I, I am preaching and I'm living a life that is, that is showing and reflecting God. And then I'm able to lay my life down and sacrifice for him. Not that I need to die because Jesus died for us, but it's not an egotistical uh, exercise where I am winning because of me. I'm winning because Jesus paid the price. I'm winning because God is seated on the throne. I'm winning because my life belongs to him. And so when we are able to put this powerful combination together, when we're able to say by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and the fact that I'm able to lay my life and understand that it's his victory that he's sharing with us, then I am much more able to succeed and have the victory in my very own life. And so God wants us to win. God did not, Jesus did not die on the cross so we could lose. God wants us to win. Our, our greatest victory is salvation. And so we have that and we thank God for that. And so today, I, I want you to be encouraged. We win. We win. I've read, the, I've read the end of the book, and we win. And so be encouraged today. I'm, I'm and in the studio again today, as you can hear, in the AM 630, the Word Studio, and uh, we are doing the Church of the Week program, and I'm honored to have one of our local pastors, and I say this all the time. I love the men and women that travel the globe, and they preach all over the world, and, and it's great. We hear them on the radio. We watch them on TV. And, and it's really good. But there's a special place in my heart. And I believe in our hearts. And I know in God's heart for those men and women that are local. 
those men and women that that they preach Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night and Friday night, and they have their services. And when we call them, they answer the phone. And when the baby's fever doesn't break, they pray. And and when it's time to dedicate a child, they dedicate. It. And when when it's time to 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 bury someone, the the pastors come. And when it's time to do a marriage ceremony, the pastors are there to celebrate birthdays and those great things. And so I thank God for the local pastors, the local ministers. And today I am honored to to have one of the great men of God in this city in the room with me. He is the pastor of Agape Baptist Church. He is Pastor Jorge Vasquez. Pastor Jorge, thank you so much for being part of the Church of the Week program today. Thank you, Brother Marcus. I really appreciate you having me here today. You know, I want to introduce what I, part of my whole thing for, for bringing the pastors in is to introduce the pastor introduce you, the person, to San Antonio. And so uh, a lot of times it's real, it's real easy for us to hide behind the pulpit, hide behind the building and right. the ministry. But I want to expose that. I want to bring you guys out a little bit so that San Antonio could hear from you, hear your heart uh, on the airwaves. And so uh, in order to, to get there, to understand you a little bit better, we need to have some history. So I want to ask you are, you, are you a San Antonian? Where, where are you from? Well, originally I was born in Mexico. Celaya, uh, right. Guanajuato, um, and I've been here for actually 30 years this year. I will be um, having 30 years, my family and I. And uh, so you came over when you were two, or when I was seven. All right. All so right. so I'm I'm 38 now. So it's it's a little, a little over 30 years. Yeah. But uh, yes, I, I grew up in San Antonio. I uh, went to high school to San Antonio. I graduated from Highlands High School on the South Side. And uh, so, um, but then I I've moved um, after I I was about 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a small seminary after God called me to the ministry. Wait, wait, wait. You're going too fast. Okay. So you're a San Antonian. Yes, I am. Check. We got okay. that. We, we already like you. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so now in, you're, you're in ministry now, but I want to talk to you a little bit about, because that doesn't just happen by mistake. That happens right. by a series of decisions sure. and, and callings and, and different things had to happen. And so did you grow up in a, in a, in a PK? Are you a PK? Are you... You grew up in a in a in a church atmosphere. How was how was your growing up? I, I am not a PK, um, and um, I did not grow up in the local you know Christian church. Um, I, my family and I actually grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. um, but I was I was very young uh, during that time, and, and it was not till I was seven years old when I came to know the Lord and put my faith in Him. So um, it was actually through my grandmother who, you know, the local church there in Mexico who came by and, you know, told us about the Lord and, and the Lord just opened the doors and we, we came to faith in him. So so this is before you moved. Yes. This happened in Mexico. Yes, this happened in Mexico. Uh, we all came to Christ uh, in Mexico when we were living there. Amen. Yes, sir. And so as a young, as a young child, seven years old. Yes, yes. And, you know, that that's re- usually the... The statistics, the pattern where, mm-hmm. you know, where we need to make sure that we are sharing the gospel with, with our children because they, this is the time when they need to know the Lord. And so children's ministries are, are so important. Yes, sir. And we should not take them for granted. Right. Children's ministries are not just babysitting. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I, I grew up in the church and I remember a time when if they couldn't find anything else for you to do, they put you in the children's ministry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so the children's Very ministry true. the children's ministry had a you know all the rejects of the ushers and all the right. rejects of the <laughs> the other the other ministries that they didn't want. Mm. Uh, but I think in this day we have realized the importance of children's ministry because if we get them young like you said the statistics show us that they'll stay. Right. If we if we can expose them to a 
to a powerful gospel, to a loving God, then, mm. then, they'll, then they'll stay. Absolutely. That's right. And so now from a conversion of seven at, at seven years old to an experience with God growing up now as a teenager, uh, now, you're, now you're in San Antonio. How, how was that for you being in church and being uh, a young man? You know, you, you went through all the different phases now here in church. How was that for you? Well, I think as a, as a teenager, everybody goes through some kind of phase, mm-hmm. uh, rebellious, whether it's very rebellious or very little. Um, and uh, we all go through those, those, those times. I did grow up in the church. I, you know, we went on a, on a consistent basis. My dad was involved. My family were involved. And uh, it, later in the years, when I was older as a teenager, I got involved in serving in the church, actually through uh, the sound, the media. And All I remember right. it was actually through, uh, we used to have the cassettes, and we would <laughs> just um, hit the record, and then when when the cassette was over, we would flip it over. and Very know, fast. Very fast, because if not, you would miss what the <laughs> pastor would be saying. So um, that's kind of how I got into ministry, and then being able to just do what I can and serve in, in the local church. Okay. But... There's still more because um, you have to make a conscious decision and actually prepare mm. yourself. Right. Because today we're talking to Pastor Jorge. Right. Not, not sound tech yeah. Jorge, <laughs> tape guy right. Jorge. You know, we're talking to Pastor Jorge. So from, from being involved and exposed and, and loving ministry and mm-hmm. being in it, because it does take a sacrifice. Uh, wh- how, how did that happen where you began to hear the call to take that next step? It was a uh, it was a very um, intriguing, very interesting way that it happened. And um, as I got older, um, I, I knew there was already something in my heart that God wanted me to serve in ministry. Um, didn't know what it was, perhaps at that time, but um, so I just kind of ignored it for a while. Mm. And uh, so after high school, about a year later, uh, I went to a regular college and uh, I decided to enlist in the Marine Corps. So I'm a former Marine and was there for a few years. And uh, even through that time, God continued to, you know, put that in my heart. And it was not until uh, year 2001 when God pretty much just told me, said, you know, it's, it's now or, or never in a way. You know, uh, I knew God had, had patience with me. And, and I felt like in a way like I wasted some years mm-hmm. of training in, in my life knowing that I could be serving him. So, um, so it was in 2001 when I answered the call. I talked to my pastor, spoke with my family. And uh, told him that God was calling me into the ministry. And uh, so we took the first steps, figuring out where am I going to be trained, where am I going to go. And uh, so that's where my move to North Texas began. So uh, the pastor where we were at the church recommended me to go to a small seminary that he was acquainted with in, in, in North Texas. And I was there for, for three years. And uh, upon graduation, I was already as an intern on a, at a church uh, in North Texas. And, um, so I, the Lord really put in my heart to stay after speaking to my dad at that time and speaking to a couple other people. Um, uh, the Lord put in my heart just to stay at the church and continue to serve there. And, uh, so I, I served at that church for almost 12 years on staff. Wow. Yes, sir. And, uh, so, and then after that, I'm, I'm here. I moved back to San Antonio and um, which is interesting because it was the last place where I wanted to be. Um, and it's just how God works things out. Yeah. And, uh, of course, um, growing up as a teenager in high school, and you're not very proud of some things that you did and mm-hmm. or some things that decisions you made or whatever. But, uh, but God brought me back, and I believe he brought me back for a reason. And uh, so he called me back and called me to this church that I'm pastoring now. How long have you been pastoring here now? Uh, four years in August. This August is four years. 
So you're celebrating it. You're going to make some noise. Yeah, we're well. That yes, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, we're we're excited. We're 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 glad that we've been here uh, for years and and um, just been been a blessing really to be able to uh, pastor the church where I'm at right now. So. so tell me tell me something because it's it's one thing to to live a life where you have been you've tasted and you tried and you sold your your oats out there and you did all this stuff. <laughs> it's another thing to grow up in church. And, and right. there's, a, there's like you said, there's different rebellions, right. you know, different ways that you, that you did that. What would you, wh- who would you credit? How would you tell that story, your story of how, what kept you? What kept you during those difficult times where perhaps somebody that was, that was close to you, they didn't follow the same track, mm-hmm. but here you are and you were, you were kept, you know, uh, close how how did that how did that happen for you? Well, I think first of all, um, I I give credit to the Lord mm-hmm. really, just because He's the one that that um, kept me on the track, even though I sidetracked uh, for a while. And uh, but also credit, um, you know, uh, a mom who who prays for me every day. Um, I if there's one person that tells me they pray for me and it's my mom, I I, I don't have any doubt that she does probably more than once a day. Yeah. Um, and and I think also the um, it w- it was a strict home that I grew up in, um, and even in the area of of our Christianity. And with that, I mean there was a lot of um, pushing or a lot of um, pers- um, what's the word? I guess um, uh, they they emphasize you you memorize scripture. Okay, they encourage. They encourage you know, and it was a, it was. A little stronger than encouraging, yeah, yeah. you know. So, uh, but I think as I look back at that, um, I am thankful that that happened because I th- now I can see the the, the blessings and the results mm-hmm. of that. So I think those those three those three things, and of course I've had people throughout my years who've encouraged me. Um, um, the pastor where I grew up here in San Antonio, uh, my my former pastor, which I served under in, in uh, North Texas, uh, he was one of my biggest, if still is a, a good mentor of mine. And uh, those the people really around you are the ones that continue to encourage you, yeah. uh, especially when you feel like you're done or like, you know, you, you're not really capable of doing what God's called you to do. Let me ask you to do, do me a favor. I want you to talk to somebody that's listening right now uh, because perhaps they, they have that son, that daughter that is, that is not or, or, you know, they're going through that rebellious place. Right. You know, and I, like you, I have a mom that prayed for me and I know she prayed for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and every morning we read a, we read a proverb mm. every morning before she sent us to school, five right. of us. And uh, I know that's what held me, that word that she, that she put in me. You know, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't always memorize it. I didn't always understand it. But she sowed that seed in my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I credit that to, to saving me because, I mean, we lived in a very tough neighborhood and it was, it was difficult. Right. Uh, and God got me through. And so how would you encourage a mom, a dad, that perhaps they're not seeing that fruit yet in their child? I would encourage him by telling them to continue to pray. Um, I am a firm believer that prayer works. Uh, I think sometimes we take that for granted. I think sometimes we take that too loosely in the sense that, um, you know, we pray before our meals. You know, we pray when we're in, in our worship services. And 
Sometimes we don't really think about what we're actually doing. We're approaching God's throne. We're approaching His presence, and it's it's an amazing um, just um, idea of just thinking about what you're doing and knowing that He's hearing you. So, as a matter of fact, my life verse, one of my life verses, because I have a couple more now, but my first one was Jeremiah thirty three three. Mm-hmm. It says, "Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you don't know." And that has encouraged me. So I would say to that to that mom, uh, to that dad, to that parent, just continue to pray for your son, for your daughter. Um, you know, it's it's a it's difficult. I uh, you know I have actually I have five daughters. They're not they're not old yet in the sense of teenagers, but I know I'll go through that. And uh, I gone through it personally in my life. I seen other families go through it. But I would say that sometimes the simple things are the ones that make things happen. And I think prayer is this one of the most simple things we can do, but yet is one of the most um, really rejected in a way or just push back things that sometimes we forget to do. We don't see the uh, the importance of it sometimes. Right. You know, it's like it's like we're not doing it. Oh, I'm just praying. No, prayer is powerful. Exactly. I I, uh, I remember someone telling me one time uh, they said you should you should rather rather than telling them about God. You should speak to God more about them, right? Mm. You know, and that and that's, that's prayer, because especially as a parent, I have I only have three children. <laughs> you 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 beat me by by a bunch, <laughs> and uh, but we can we can get this this parental thing, and we get preachy, and we get demanding, right? And we make church, you know, uh, something they have to do, and it and it loses they 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 lose that relationship aspect. Mm. And uh, you know, for the for the children to God, but if we remember to ask God about them and speak to God about them, then it actually is God. Because you know what? You know who loves our children more than we do? God, God does. does. Exactly. God loves them more than than we do. Right. And so we have to remember to pray and put them in God's hands. Amen. And and I think sometimes the outcome is obvious. When we're trying to we're we're trying to do it on our own, we mm. can't. Right. You know, look at what we're getting. Sometimes we have. Sometimes we get. You know, the like I don't know how, why this kid came out so good, but thank <laughs> God. You know, and the other one, I don't know why this kid came out so bad, but Lord help me. Yeah. You know, and so one way or the other, but we either way we have to bring them to God. Right. We have to bring them to God. And uh, talking talking about children now, I want to I want to transition to to the church. Um, because one of the things you were telling me was that you are you are building and you're dreaming and you're expanding the the children's ministry, uh, and we're going to get there. Okay. Uh, but before we get there, it, tell me what church. Talk to me about the yeah. church, Agape Baptist Church. Tell me. So um, I pastor Agape Baptist Church. Uh, we are a dual language church. In other words, we um, we minister to our Spanish speaking people as well as English speaking people. We have. Two services. Uh, we have a Spanish worship service and a Spanish Sunday school. We have an English worship service and English Sunday school. So, um, so our, our structure is we start with the Spanish service at nine thirty a.m. while the English Sunday school is happening mm-hmm. in the classrooms, and then after that's done, we just flip flop. Right. Uh, English goes to worship service and the Spanish goes to Sunday school, and uh, so uh, that's who we are. Our, our name uh, really. Uh, our church went through a name change uh, about three years ago. And um, and agape is based really on our, our vision and and the love of Christ that he had that he has for us that he had for us when he died on the cross and to be able to do the same thing. So we are we are 
trying and we're doing our best to fulfill the Great Commission by practicing the Great Commandment, which is to love God, love others, you know, and love as yourself. And, of course, our vision is love God, love others, make disciples. We believe in discipleship. We believe so strong in making sure that we are discipling people. Uh, Growing up in the church, I know that um, a lot of people fell by the wayside, per se, because of the fact that they were not discipled, they were not mentored, there were, nobody came alongside of them, or there was not a, a small group, per se, to be able to just minister unto them. So uh, that's a little bit of who we are, uh, our vision and, and our uh, uh, the things that, that are happening within our church. And, uh, of course, you talked about uh, children's ministry, and that's obviously one of the things that just recently, we've been we were trying to make more of an impact, more of an investment mm-hmm. in our children, uh, because we are, again, statistics show that the the our, our young people come to know the Lord when at their young age, and this is the time we need. What kind of investment are we making for our generations right now? Our generation uh, Z, you know, our millennials, mm-hmm. all these younger generations who. Um, reminded of what Judges says, that they arose a generation that didn't know the Lord, or didn't know His works. And I think we're sitting right now in a couple of generations who are really don't know who God is. And, they, and they're doing whatever seems right in exactly. their own eyes. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, that's the danger. We try to, we try to preach to them and they say, I'm, I'm okay, I have a job. Yeah. I'm not murdering, hurting anybody, <laughs> but that's not the point. Right. You know, do you know God's love? Do you, have you experienced the agape? That unconditional love, right? Continue. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, our, our 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 vision and what we do is based off Ephesians chapter four. Where we talk about speaking truth and love. So we see it as a as a coin. A coin has two sides. Mm-hmm. So there's there's God's love and there's God's truth. And if we don't do, we can't do one without the other. You know, we got to have both of those. So we try to take that approach in, in preaching the whole counsel of God, right. Scripture. Uh, what it says we don't we do our best not to preach our opinions because our opinions don't matter it's what god is saying to us and uh, so that is, has been our emphasis speaking truth and love being able to share the gospel of jesus christ to those that perhaps are just strange to it or just uh, are younger who like you said you know i don't need that or you know i I've, i really don't really want anything to do with that and uh instead of preaching to them um about church or about religion about mm-hmm. just hey this is a relationship that you can have with the almighty god the creator of this world who gave his one and only son to to die for you that you can have that intimate relationship with with him so so that's um we we are we're we're doing we're striving to continue to make that our, our foundation in our church to continue to speak truth and love you know i see it as justice and righteousness right you know that you need you need to have the both of those elements and if you just go far on one mm-hmm. or the other it you're it's not going to be balanced it's not going to be balanced it's yeah. not going to be balanced because on one side everything is a sin and on the other side everything is permissible exactly you know and so we have to have that balance because because it is a relationship it's not just a set of rules that thou shalt not exactly you know, it, there there are benefits to to having a relationship with with Christ and mm-hmm. and experiencing the, the the agape, there are benefits to that. So it's not just right. rules, um, you know. And so uh, I I I like what you're saying, and and I want to. What I want to do is I don't I don't think you gave us where you're at or what time your services are. Okay, so we are 
Um, on 9603 Braun Road, and that's basically inside Loop 1604, right between SeaWorld and Six Flags. So we're kind of smack in the middle of those two big theme parks. And uh, La Cantera, um, Bandera, all those other places like that. So our services are at 9.30 a.m. for the Spanish worship service. Uh, and then our English worship service is at 11 o'clock. So but in, no matter what time, if, if, if we get there at 9.30. Yes, there will be something. We'll, we'll, there's something happening exactly. in English or in Spanish. Yes. And then we'll transition to the other one. That's exactly right. Excellent. Yes. Now, let me, th- this is the, the $64,000 question. Okay. Do, do I have to go to church in a three-piece suit? Absolutely not. <laughs> Especially right now. Please don't come because you're going to make everybody else hot. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, actually, I, I had uh, mentioned just to, to you previously or uh, for our interview about this summer we talked about, you know, coming up in our Guayaveras, you know, yes. that, you know that, that beach shirt or something, yeah. you know. So absolutely not. The Hawaiian shirt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you just come and uh, we just want to be a blessing to you. We want to share God's love to you. Speak the truth of what he says. And so – what would, how would you quickly describe uh, Agape Baptist, just quickly? I would describe it, I think I'll go back to who we are as Agape, or the unconditional love that God gave us, that he shared with us, that we want to do the same. Uh, we want to be able to, it doesn't matter what your race is, it doesn't matter what financial state you're in, it doesn't matter where you came from. Uh, it's, it's all about sharing the truth of God in love. Pastor, in in. In 10 seconds, could you invite San Antonio Church on Sunday? Yes. Um, if you're hearing me today, just come out. Um, we're at, again, 9603 Brown Row, and just be able to—we want to be a blessing to you. So come visit us, and we, we have uh, things that we want to be able to bless you with, uh, things that we want to be able to encourage you with, God's Word especially. So come out and join us. San Antonio, thank you for listening to AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We have been joined with the pastor of Agape Baptist Church, Pastor Jorge Vasquez. Thank you, Pastor, for joining us. Thank you so much. appreciate God it. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.